Wow, what a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. How was yours? Um, it was pretty chill. Um, well, oh, I started it off great. Saw my chiropractor. Oh, <sighs> amazing. Um, got some good cracks in there. <laughs> <laughs> That's like literally the very first thing I the very first thing I um I did today was go and see my chiropractor. That was awesome. And yeah, work is just uh I'm usually so stressed out during this time of year because this is when um for any graphic designers that like are in-house or work with, you know, some sort of I don't know, consumerism brand or whatever. I work for Bionic Shoes. This is when, I mean, you have the holidays so you have like some sort of online gift guide and then you have um black friday then you have cyber monday and then you just have like general holiday sales um which means that pretty much the amount of assets that we have to deliver triples around this time of year so it gets super super busy my brain's already like what if any graphic designers are listening, I they totally get me right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, pretty much like all the different, like when I say assets, I mean like the amount of graphics that we have to generate right. and create um, for the company pretty much triples because there's like all these different sales that go on um, subsequently to each other or even like concurrently. And yeah, I mean, it's still pretty busy. It's not like I'm just cruising, but I'm not as right. stressed as I usually am, which is good. Good. Yeah. 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 And then um I got lasered all over my body. So I have no hair below my neckline. <laughs> Everywhere? Pretty much. I mean, that's my dream. I I am all for, you know, empowerment and women growing body hair mm -hmm. wherever yeah. they want. Yeah, yeah. I do not like the feel of it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if I had been born a man and was told to be a masculine man, I would still be a man who said, I'm going to shave some things. Yeah. Um, I, I don't like it. I also I like the feeling of, yeah, being hair free. I haven't I don't mind so much the underarms, which is interesting. Oh, that's I've, my worst. I know, but I don't know why. I guess I for me, that's the part that I don't feel super. um self-conscious about or weird about but um man they had the special and <laughs> i'm out the door i'm like the worst um it's so easy to sell something to me please don't sell anything to me because i will buy it and there goes my savings but the gal's like oh so for black friday we have a 70 percent off any small to medium areas and i'm like what are we talking about here and let me just tell you guys i'm part lebanese and man, does my body show it. And she's like, oh, well, like, uh, the parts that we can laser away are, like, your lips. And I'm like, done. You don't have to keep going. How much is it? And it was, like, 70% <laughs> off. So I'm like, yeah, That's sign me big. up. Put my name down. So, yeah, head on over to Laser Away, guys. <laughs> for <laughs> for some mega Black Friday deals. <laughs> um, But, yeah. Dang. Take my money. They took my money. Everyone ended up happy. A win-win. <laughs> so yeah, pretty good, I guess. I like that. Long That's one of my down. dreams someday to be able to do something like that. 
Yeah, it's something I've wanted to do for a long time, and I'm almost all of my underarm hairs are gone. Yay! Yeah. Good. How how was your day? It wasn't bad, but then I don't know. The over the last few days, I've been feeling just off. Not necessarily good or bad, just felt off. And then today, I was sitting. And I could, I figured out what it was, and I need to remember that this is what happens. Something, I think it was like a rib or something, was trying, was like starting to dislocate. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I think it's been like this buildup of however I've been sitting or positioning myself over the last few days. Oh, it's been working its way into this position, and. It's and it's not just my ribs. It was like my shoulders. I kept having to like kind of slip my my left shoulder back into place. And then when I was walking, it was my left hip. And I was just like, "What? What is going on?" Mm. And then I was sitting at my desk, and I like just this wave of pain like <gasps> overcame me. And I'm like, "Oh, yeah, okay." So I've just been ignoring this the last few days, which is super easy for me to do because I'm yeah. used to it. Um, so I had to kind of like take. A little bit at work to just relax yeah because the second i let myself like tense up all hell breaks loose oh man oh that yeah. sucks and it does um i mean i've had it worse mm-hmm. i i i do know better but i haven't been paying attention to my own body like i should be mm-hmm. so it was also i think kind of a good lesson for me Oh yeah, the the body lets its needs be known in one way or another. Yeah, yeah, in its own little language that mm-hmm. I'm learning. Yeah, it tries to whisper it to you or like hint it at you, and then when you really don't get it, it just like screams at your face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really does. And my body, like I said, I'm so used to pain mm. that it the way my body processes it, it's so easy for me to kind of discard it. Yeah, which is why like. I kind of envision it as like, which is weird considering the topics we talk about, but mm. like a vibration mm. where I feel like all of a sudden I have like this vibration and I realize it's my body kind of taking a pinpointed pain uh-huh. and spreading it out. Oh, so it's like which when I was in my pain management program, they would have us, you know, meditate and focus on the pain. And everyone was like, I feel so much better. I'm like, I don't. Why is it worse than in one spot? <laughs> and they were like, well, that's because you're you're actually working backwards a little bit. Your body's kind of taking care of it for you. And then you're figuring out where it actually hurts. Mm. And it's intensifying. It's weird how the body works. Yeah, the body's wild. Well, really I'm sorry that you've been in pain. And even though it's it seems like it's like a normal part of your life, it still sucks. Um, but I'm glad that, yeah. you know, that you're so mindful of it. I feel like people can so easily dismiss, dismiss, dismiss. And yeah. 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 Like like you said, the body kind of screams at a certain point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it makes its opinions known. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well. We have an interesting episode ahead for y'all. Yeah, we do. So we had one topic that kind of unfortunately fell through, which is okay. But we have this new topic that we just thought of today. (laughs) But actually, it's 
I'm pretty excited for it. And um, I am too. I think it's something that's been in our docket for a mm-hmm. while. Uh, and just like, you know, like, oh, we'll do this someday. But um, do you want to yeah. present what our topic is? I really do because the title literally came to me <laughs> and I was like, it has to be that. It has to. I don't, I, yeah. So today, <laughs> I feel silly now. <laughs> the top, okay, the title I came up with was I Smell Dead People living with the six clairs yes we're talking about the clairs <laughs> no i love that when Clairs. you um told that to me over the phone i like <laughs> i almost screamed <laughs> it's a play on words i smell it? dead people um. i hear dead people i see dead people i feel dead people yeah we're gonna talk about it all yeah because i feel like i see dead people that's you know people jump to that as like Mm-hmm. a common clear yeah smelling is one of them it is Not every well single known. one of the senses that you have is a kind of clear and what's funny is i feel like for those um less versed in these gifts if you will these talents i guess um we'll call them um mm-hmm. a sixth sense if you will <laughs> we're so close on like copyright <laughs> infringement <laughs> <laughs> Is I feel like people often use clairvoyance as a blanket term for any sort of sixth sense. Absolutely. And there's actually different kinds of clair this, clair that, that um, zone in on the different senses that we have. So, I mean, we have touch, smell, see, hear, smell. I already said that. There's a fifth one I can't think of. (laughs) Which one did I not say? Taste. 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 Taste, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Taste, that's the one I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) Smell twice. (laughs) A lot of smelling. Ears and mouth and nose. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So, let's get into it, guys. Uh, And we'll also, as we go through this, we'll also talk about our own personal experiences Mm -hmm. with each of these senses. Yeah. Spiritual senses. Um, Which actually, I think, real quick, clear, mm-hmm. just in case no one knows, is French for clear. Yeah. So. So it's like. There you go. Mm-hmm. So clairvoyance, the blanket term that I mentioned, that is actually particularly clear seeing. So that's like seeing dead people. <laughs> or maybe it's like <laughs> visions of. Um, the past or the present, the future. It's basically like you're literally, you can see something um, from your third eye and they can present themselves as like flashes. Or sometimes mm-hmm. you just straight up see a person standing there that doesn't belong to your household and uh, is maybe floating a little bit or however they present themselves to you. So it's just yep. basically you're literally seeing something. Um, so yeah, as I said, one of the most well-known clairs of... You know, the Claire's. Um, this is Claire V. Claire V. Claire Voyance. <laughs> um, if you think to, I guess, a great example is Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren from The Conjuring. Mm-hmm. Or the Warrens. Like, that's what she has. She literally sees spirits and she has visions. So she's clairvoyant. But yeah, so I mean, it could present itself as like physically seeing your spirit guide appear. Maybe it's like when you're calling upon them maybe it's 
you know, just in your bedroom in a very inconvenient time, but you're seeing them. They literally visit you while, like, say you're in the hospital or it's just those are just some examples of objective clairvoyance. Um, But it's much more common to see your spirit guides subjectively. So pretty much this means that you see them in your mind's eye as an image or vision that appears inside your head. So objective, it's like it's in front of you. Sub- can't argue with can't it. Can't argue it with is it. What it is. They're there. Mm-hmm. Subjective, it's like those visions, like um, an image just, you know, somebody put in a spiritual USB into your brain and you're seeing these images, right. kind of. <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, so even then, they don't have to necessarily look like a human being because I feel like that's what a lot of people think of when you think of seeing spirits yeah. or your spirit guides. Um, they can be sparks of light or orbs. They can be wisps of mist or smoke or sometimes. And I think of, um, what's her face? Uh, Long Island Medium on TLC that she <laughs> sees things very symbolically. Like she literally, yeah. she's clairvoyant. She sees things um, subjectively and I think also mm-hmm. objectively. But uh, the way she talks about what she sees, it's a very symbolic. So it all depends on how those images present themselves to you that's kind of how i get things is i'll get something but then i have to figure out like okay am i is this literally Mm. what it is or is this just kind of like symbolic of something else right yeah and um i think it takes kind of practice to Mm -hmm. to distinguish between the two i mean i think once it's like objective it's right there like pretty hard to argue yeah. but as far as things that you're seeing subjectively in your mind um that could be you know interesting because i feel like maybe some people can lean towards like they think pick up on things very symbolically and some just have literal yeah. vi- visions right mm-hmm. um so yeah so if you are an artist or an architect photographer builder or you work with some sort of visuals in, in any other way um, focusing on developing your clairvoyance is what you should focus on. Um, so for me, I've had instances of clairvoyance, um, not often, honestly. Um, I've had more visions than I have had the objective. Um, objective clairvoyance would be, I think, when I was working at this really cute, um, like, boutique like a bespoke goods boutique in downtown and our back room was actually the basement I might have mentioned this before in the podcast but it might have been a while ago so we're in the basement I'm with a couple of co-workers and the um the store was actually like a space that um used to be part of um a really old hotel that's like from Mm -hmm. built in the 20s so there's a lot of history um and I, there's these very steep stairs that go down to the basement. And I remember turning around and seeing these legs, like just jeans and like boots coming down the stairs. And my second thought was, I thought it was um, the owner's husband coming down. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, who else could be coming down the basement, you know, so confidently. But as this figure kept coming down there was nothing above his belt line 
Like it just kind of like an ombre effect. Like it just, there was nothing above it. And then he slowly like disappeared as he reached the bottom. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was one of the very few times I think I've uh, objectively seen something. In other instances, I've had visions of spirits that I know are standing there, but they come to me in like flashes in my in my mind's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I once had this, I remember going upstairs to my bedroom, I'm going up the stairs and it's dark and I just get this jolting like, um, I don't know, like knee jerk body reaction. I just stop in my tracks. I even like felt myself recoil back. And in my mind's eye, I saw this like woman just standing on the stairs like and I knew that I should not for some for whatever reason try to walk through her or around her like I just I'm like she needs her space I'm gonna hang out down here until I feel like she's done doing whatever it is that she is doing on the (laughs) stairs (laughs) admiring our um our paintings maybe on the (laughs) next to the staircase I don't know um but yeah so I've had some other visions. I won't get into it, but those are kind of the ones that I've had. Mm-hmm. Um, I I actually get this quite frequently, and it's been even more frequent. Frequent. <laughs> Why am I getting hung up on that? It's been happening um, more lately, mm. both objectively and subjectively. Mm. Objectively, it's been more um, within my own home. Okay. I think because it's where I'm most comfortable. Yeah. Um it's usually first I'll kind of feel like there's something and then it's like this it's it's like half a second where I go to look and it's like I see something super quick and it's gone. Mhm. Where it's not necessarily out of the corner of my eye but like I go to look and it's it's like it's not there long enough for me to pick up detail. Yeah. Yeah. But I know something was there. Um and a lot of times it'll be like laying in bed at night and I look like at the doorway and I can tell, I don't know who this is. I've been trying to figure it out. I did reach out to another medium to try and see if she knew. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm pretty sure it's it's a kid who lived there like a long time ago. So oh. I'm like, that makes sense because it's something shorter that like kind of like often like peaks. Interesting. But it's never long enough that I can pick up like facial detail. Um, but then subjectively, it's all, anytime I do a reading, Mm -hmm. I'll get something. Um, and then I think one of my most favorite times was it actually goes into another one of the Claire's. Um, but when my best friend told me she was pregnant, Mm -hmm. I, one of the things that happened was I immediately saw a little girl. Oh. And then with that, I was like, oh, it's a girl. Like, I just, it's a girl. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's a girl. And I could, like, see this little girl. Um, And then later on when she did find out what she was having, oh, it was a girl. Wow. But it's interesting how sometimes when they come, they come with such a confidence that mm-hmm. I, it's, I can't argue with it, even if it's within my, my mind's eye. Yeah. You just kind of, it clicks. Yeah. I I sometimes um, describe it as like, you're just, you just instantaneously download information. Like, it's not like a thought, like, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I have a hunch that it could be a girl. It's just like, just like you know that the sky is blue. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Um, man, I'm trying to think. Oh, this was re- this one is really adorable. So, um, gosh, throwback to uh, when I was last at Melanie's, um, I saw a ghost cat. And it was pretty wild because, I mean, again, one of the very few times I've seen something objectively, but I remember seeing this ghost cat um, go through the garage, the the garage door, the door that goes into towards the mm-hmm. garage. And at the same time, the door, it was slightly ajar and it like moved. And then I also noticed that Melanie's daughter, like, also looked that way, like, as if she had seen something. Mm-hmm. And I just, I could have sworn it was, like, a white and black cat. Like, I just saw, like, the tail end of it, like, before, you know, it was completely behind the door or whatever. And I right. told, <laughs> Melanie was in the bathroom at the time. She comes back out and I'm like, you guys have a ghost cat. Like, there's a, a kitty cat hanging out here. And she's like, oh, my God, like, I've had the, that feeling, too. And then she's giving me the the tour of her home because um, they it was still like a new home and stuff, and it was mm-hmm. my first time there. And so I walk through, and I point to one of the walls, and I'm like, "That used to be the cat door." And you see like a little outline, and it's just like all boarded up, but it's like painted over and everything. Yeah. So the previous owners must have have a, had a cat. And then it was so funny because after I told Melanie that, she would tell me how like they have their actual cat Luna, and. Mm-hmm how Luna would like look at stuff or she would think that Luna was in bed with her and she would look up and there was no animal on the bed. Um, but yeah, that was kind of a cute little moment of that is uh, objective cute. clairvoyance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, okay. So some, um, a couple of exercises for clairvoyance, if you'd like to work on developing this sense. Um, so visualization, of course, it's like soup's important. Obviously, like seeing mm-hmm. stuff, you're going to have to try to visualize stuff to develop <laughs> it. Um, and yeah, it's because obviously clairvoyance comes from, you know, visions and images. So in your mind's eye, imagine your dream home in like meticulous detail. Just the most minute detail, like fucking go full on Magnolia, Joanna Gaines vibes, <laughs> just, um, you know, we're breaking down this wall and then we're huge island and pasta arms and whatever it is. Just think of what every little detail. <laughs> pa- pa- Joanna loves her love pasta it. arms. <laughs> now I like don't want a house that doesn't have a pasta arm. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um. <laughs> But yeah, just to get really detailed, like what are the colors of the walls? What does the furniture look like? What style is it? Is there crown molding? What kind of flooring do you have? Is there a fireplace? Um, what are the textures that are in your furniture? Is it velvet? Is it like tufted? Is it twill? Is it leather? Just really get into the details. Is Sofia Vergara visiting? Um, perhaps she's showing you the <laughs> script from her next movie as you giggle. Oh, Sophia, you're so funny. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, honestly, just take 10 to 15 minutes a day, imagining it playing out in your head like a movie. Again, the more details, the better. So that's one exercise. That's a good one. Yeah. I'd love to have <clears throat> Sophia Vergara over. Yeah. Uh, she seems fun. And her husband. Oh, yes. And her son, too. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. Her son is really cute. Um, All of them. But yes, and then now <laughs> clairvoyance exercise number two. And this you can do with a friend. Um, have them sit in front of you. You're going to grab some plain white paper and colored pencils. On the paper, you're going to draw a picture of your friend. And stick figures are fine. <laughs> if you're like <laughs> not super good at drawing, that's okay. You don't have to be an artist to do this exercise. But this is kind of fun. Here, you're going to imagine your friend's aura. So yeah, that's something that I did mention. So like seeing auras, that's mm-hmm. also part of clairvoyance. If you can see that people's is. auras. Yeah. So think of like, what does it look like? Is it big? Is it bright? Is it beautiful? What color is it? Not just like blue, but what shade is it? Is it aqua? Um, is it yellow? Really use your colored pencils and um, try to capture the color of the aura around your drawing of your friend slash stick figure. <laughs> Um, and if you don't have anyone to practice this on, this is, uh, it's no problem because you can do it, like with a pet. So if you have a pet, yeah. get a little familiar hanging around. Um, or again, if you don't have a pet, say you live alone or, you know, your significant other just won't give you the time of day to do this, <laughs> take a <laughs> selfie, then put your phone on a piece of paper and color your own aura around it. Um, Funny story. My dad has a co-worker who can read auras. And I'm going to say maybe something that you can try to um, <laughs> take note of while you're doing this exercise is what is the shape of the aura? Because this woman mm-hmm. came up and um, she's like, oh, oh, Javi, your aura. And he's like, what? It's just you have it, but it's kind of to the side. Like, it's just. He's like, what? He's like, your. She's like, your aura is just kind of like the sack hanging to the side of your body. And he's like, oh god, what's wrong with me? Your aura is a sack, your, honey. Your aura is kind of like she like did this thing where she kind of like leaned, like <laughs> it's just kind of mm, sagging. <laughs> Uh, who knows? Maybe he was just like super tired that day. Um, but yeah, maybe also keep in mind like the shape of the aura too, because um, yeah. I never considered. I can't see auras. Um, I wish I could. That sounds so cool. But um, I never thought that, that would be part of something that you could see of auras, because I always imagined it as right. like this even glow around you or something. Yeah, I used to be able to, and then I didn't. Fo- I stopped focusing on it. Mm-hmm. And now I kind of, I have to like really work on it again. Yeah. To be able to do it. But yeah, that is clairvoyance. Um, So that is uh, clear seeing. Yes. Now we move on to Claire A. Claire audience, which is clear hearing. Being able to hear messages um, through words, sound, music, um, sometimes a ringing. Um, and sometimes it's it's in our own mind's voice. Sometimes it's someone else's voice within our mind. So, ah. so when your primary sense, your primary ability mm-hmm. is clear audience, you'll perceive spirits through auditory sensations. Like I said, music, voices, words, high-pitched tones, and other extrasensory sounds. Um, And again, this can happen objectively outside of yourself or subjectively in your own mind or inner ear. Mm -hmm. 
Um, If you are a musician, a singer, a writer, or a public speaker, you might find it easiest to develop this ability. Mm -hmm. You know, that's your gift. So one exercise to increase your clear audience, if it's something that you want to work on, which I, I do have to say, you know, I've heard a lot of people over the years, not over the years, months, really, talk about, you know, ringing of the ears means that you're moving to the fifth dimension what i thought you were gonna say like being talked about like when people say like oh your ears must have been (laughs) ringing or must have been burning (laughs) um as far as you know there's a number of reasons why your ears can ring so Mm -hmm. if your ears ring sure you might be clear audience that's something you can work on but you know you always want to get it checked out too if you're like me and you went to a lot of shows growing up listened to a lot of loud music that can be a factor too um so just be smart about it i'm gonna i'm just going to interject super quick i'm gonna say just as like a um a disclaimer i would say if you're experiencing any of these things and you're not sure if it's spiritual or not like get it checked out go to your doctor 100 you know because yep. i don't i don't want to be like you know if somebody is you know there's schizophrenia people hear voices mm-hmm. um and so just to be safe <laughs> just get checked out yep. and if you're not I, schizophrenic I actually... or anything obviously they'll be able to test that out you know um so i'm just yeah. gonna say like disclaimer disclaimer you know i did that in my early 20s i talked to my therapist about everything that i was experiencing and i was like i they think my grandpa was schizophrenic and my schizophrenic too. And she was like, I've been seeing you for years. No. Yeah. No. But I can like go through in more detail to explain why. And um, there's also we did like a whole thing. Yeah, it's really interesting. You can also um, psychologically be hearing voices and sounds um, that doesn't have anything to do with uh, any sort of spirit communicating with you. Because mm-hmm. um, I know and not be schizophrenic either. Because I know that there's a certain, like, when you have a certain trauma or if there's something that your mind is trying to process, sometimes, like, an alter ego of yourself can, um, you can hear that person talking. Like, it's like an embodiment, like an audio embodiment of whatever that stress is or that aspect of your life that you're having issues with. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you're schizophrenic. So there's, like, a spectrum of things for sure. Oh, absolutely. Just, yeah. you know, want to... That's a good disclaimer. Put that out there. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm yeah. done now. <laughs> so. <laughs> so if you believe that you are somewhat clairaudient or you want to develop this ability, um, some exercises you can do are... Well, the first you can do is just begin to listen. Just really listen. Be mindful of what you're hearing all the time. Because I know for myself, a lot of times I'm not being mindful and I keep wondering, why do I keep hearing this thing? Mm -hmm. What is that? Where is it coming from? So listen is the number one thing you can do. Um, Guidance from our higher selves or spirit guides or other spirits, their messages are usually really subtle. So training ourselves to notice subtle sounds can amp up our clear audience big time. So if you think about it, life is busy. It's loud. And how, you know, you already have to pay attention on a primal level to certain sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's the sounds of interest 
And then there's the mundane sounds of, you know, like the dishwasher, the TV going in the background, what have you. Um, so instead of tuning out all the noise, try allowing it to come in and help in developing your ability. So what you can do is stop and think, what do you hear right now? Can you hear someone playing a game? Do you hear someone texting on their cell phone? Um, I know for me, when I like stop for a second, because my office gets real quiet, I'll listen to like, maybe my boss is like on her scrolling on her phone, but she's got long nails. So you hear like a tap, mm-hmm. tap. Yeah. <laughs> um, but really pay attention to it. Do you, when you're watching a movie, do you hear music in the background that you never noticed before? Um, and this is especially something you can do driving in the car, listening to the radio. And it's something that's really easy to do no matter where you are, what you're doing, because there's always sound of some sort. But another idea is um, if you have, you can do the solo, but if you have friends, family, whatever, go outside and at night safely on a blanket, <laughs> lay all together and just listen to all the sounds going on around you. Same kind of idea of just really paying attention to what you're listening to, but change up your surroundings and see what you, what you notice. One of my personal favorites is, um, visiting the same spots, maybe the same spot in your home Mm -hmm. and keeping a journal. And if something comes to you, writing it down and see if there's a pattern. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I say I think as you said, like life being so loud and busy, I find it interesting, like there's a reason why when people have paranormal experiences, they're often at night. Cause that's when you are laying down, the house mm-hmm. is quiet, there's so many less distractions that you're exactly. you actually have the mental space to pay attention. Um yep. Yeah, I th- I don't recommend jumping to that first. Oh no, but I'm just I guess as a means to work on it. But yeah, no. But yeah, but I, like that's why because I, mean. I feel like people think spirits just like the night, and I don't think that they're discriminatory against day or night. I think it's just we uh, we pay attention or we realize we notice those things so much more often in the night because things are quieter. So like, yeah, yeah. it's um, but yeah, so that's and even. Nighttime and the dark. Darkness already, like, you're not having to take in as much input from having light coming at you. Oh, so true. You're in the dark. Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, a lot of um, psychic mediums will – I forget what the method's called. I feel like maybe we've talked about it before, where you you put yourself in an area where you've got your eyes covered Mm -hmm. and your ears covered, kind of closing off all of your senses Mm -hmm. so that things come to you more easily. Real 11 vibes from Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, and that's clear, clear audience. I think I've only had one instance of the um, sub- subjective clear audience. I was a dumb teenager speeding way faster than I should have, especially in a construction zone of the freeway. And um, in my mind's ear... I clearly heard slow down and it wasn't a man's voice. I think um, I've said before that I think my great grandfather is um, a guardian angel of mine and I feel like it was Mm -hmm. him 
I just had that sense that it was him. And so I did. I slowed down, down to 55, the speed limit, and like two minutes down the road was a cop waiting to pull somebody over. And I'm like, <laughs> thanks, Gigi. <laughs> That's great, Grandpa, for um, probably your cool cats and kittens. Um, all right. So next we have clairsentience. So this is Claire feeling touch. That's being, uh, or not touch, sorry. Uh, well, I guess, wait, no. I'm going to start that over. No, no, I think that's something different. That's a different one. Okay. Clairsentience is clear feeling, uh, being able to feel emotions um, connected to oneself or from someone else. It can also include like gut feelings, chills, just that kind of sort of like feeling energies. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. visibly or audibly or anything there. You just kind of always describe it like feeling the air flex or you just can you you can sense that there's a spirit present and for some reason you just know what emotions they're experiencing yeah um so again it's like if you're able to walk into a room and immediately feel the general mood or like pick up on some sort of emotions um you know, wherever you go, that's definitely going to be like subjective clairsentience. Um, you're definitely clairsentient if that's a regular thing for you. Uh, to feel it inside your own body when someone is not feeling well physically um, is objective uh, clairsentience. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, I guess, um, I guess, like if you're a twin, and yeah, you know, your twin scrapes their knee, but your knees start hurting in the same spot and burning just as if you had scraped your knee. That is objective clairsentience. Yep. Um, so yeah, you can use the same ability to feel your spirit guides, um, and their messages to you. Uh, so some occupations, obviously it's not exclusive to these occupations, but it's going to be easier for you. If like, say you're a doctor, therapist, uh, any counselors, coaches, nurses, nannies and other caregivers um you can develop this natural ability to consciously communicate with your guides and have that and i feel like this is such a mom claire like i feel like (laughs) every mom has had one moment or another of like this claire sentience when they just like know that their little baby isn't well or you know i totally have had it where like my um my mom will call me and I'm like, I was just about to call you. And she's like, oh yeah, I called you because I had a feeling you wanted to talk to me. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, stuff like that. So one exercise that you can use to develop your clairsentience, um, if you're familiar with the psychometry, it's a really fantastic way to click your clairsentience up a notch. Um, So psychometry lets you tune into the energy of an object by touching it with your hands. Um, It's like learning to ride a bike and having the support of training wheels. Uh, So like, Mm -hmm. voila, a very easy way of developing psychic ability. I've done this with my plants to like feel their energy as I like hover my hands over it um, to kind of get a sense of what they need for me or just kind of like their personality. Um, So (laughs) step one, ask a friend to give you some objects to use for practice. Uh, jewelry works really great for any noobs out there to this, um, especially since jewelry, it's something that's like worn a lot. It holds a lot of energy because it's like been on mm-hmm. the per- on their person a lot. Like they carry it with them throughout their day and 
they absorb that energy of that person. Um, don't borrow your mom's new earrings that they just got. Uh, like you don't they're not gonna have a lot of energy from them it's gonna be something that you've had or they've had for a while um so don't get anything that's like relatively new to them um so sit down get comfy rub your hands together to get some energy flowing if your hands tingle a little that's that's good for this exercise um so next you're going to hold the jewelry close your eyes you're gonna go within ask yourself how does your body feel Do you feel any emotions? Do you see something in your mind's eye? Hear blocks of thought in your head? Do you maybe smell anything? If you're stuck, you can ask, does a man or a woman own this object? Is he or she or they happy or sad? Does this person have a job? Like, just ask yourself anything. Go wild. Um, Don't worry about being right or wrong. Again, this is an exercise. The point Mm -hmm. of this is to just get used to sensing energy. Um, Fun tip. Another way to do this exercise is to visit an antique store. And it's because of this that I have a hard time in antique stores or thrift stores. Oh, yeah, I can imagine. Anything secondhand. If you're really sensitive to this, it can be tough. It's, I don't even know how to explain the feeling I get in those kind of... I like going. I like looking at things. Sometimes it's not a bad experience, sure. but it's a very overwhelming. This is one that I've never really had any experience with at all. I mean, not... Well, okay. I've, I've done this exercise with my plants in my garden, like as a green witch. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I can connect with nature. Um, I have had things where I can feel how an energy, like how they're emoting... I think that gets into a gray area of like being an empath, which maybe that's, you know, a subcategory mm-hmm. of clairsentience. Um, so I have had that where I can feel what others are feeling or sense energies and, mm-hmm. and kind of like what kind of emotions is carrying. But as far as object, that's where I'm like, I'm a total noob at. So I might actually right. try these exercises more myself. Another exercise that you can try. Um, so for this, you'll need a partner. Uh, this is a really, this is actually kind of a game. So it's really fun to play with kids, um, even though, yeah, kids always seem to like win at it. Um, so you're going <laughs> to, one, grab a small-ish item from around your house. If you are playing with little kids, their blankie can be a good source because blankies hold a lot of energy. Or if it's like oh, yeah, a favorite, item. yeah, some sort of comfort item, their favorite plush toy, something that they always carry with them, like total like Lionel, right? With this blankie. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're going to have someone in the family hide the object while you step out for a minute. When you come back inside, you're going to stand quietly and ask yourself to feel where the object is. Imagine a great beam of light connecting you to the energy of this item. Now ask yourself, does it, how does it feel like? Is it high or low in the basement, bedroom, bathroom? Is it under something? Is it in the light? Is it in the dark? Um, just ask yourself to try to connect to the location of this item. Um, but it is amazing like how intuitive kids are. It's like... yeah dumb how intuitive they are which it's like (laughs) it pisses me off because it's like i wish i could go back to then when i was so so sensitive but didn't realize how special it was to be that sensitive and wasn't so scared and before 
you know, you have all those experiences that tell you to shut down those intuitions. Yep. Yeah. 100%. Our next Claire is one of my personal favorites because I think it's so weird. Um, but I do experience it. It's Claire Alliance. And that is Claire Smelling. It's being able to smell something that's not actually physically present in the 3D here and now realm. Mm -hmm. So not very common as like a main Claire, but it can be useful to add additional information to um, whatever session you're having with a spirit guide or if the spirit is visiting you or if you're trying to find out more. Smell alone might be kind of hard, I think, when people smell, you know, a random smell. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes it can indicate that a loved one is visiting. Yeah, like th we've had listener episodes where they know yeah. that a loved one is visiting because it smells like them. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's a loved one. Sometimes it can be um, a spirit guide communicating something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes... Um, I think this kind of might get into not remote viewing, remote, remote smelling. You can smell someone who's not dead. Okay. Kind of randomly. Okay. Like um, a friend, they're not there, but you kind of smell them? Yeah. Interesting. Like I'll often smell my grandmother's perfume. She's not dead. Hmm. She's just on the other side of the world. <laughs> and it'll just randomly come oh, to that's me. Nice. But um. Yeah, if you ever smell something super randomly when there's no, like, obvious source for it, that, that's a pretty good sign, though, that something or someone is visiting you. Mm. And, again, you can perceive these smells as something outside of yourself or with your third nose. This is the one that I cannot wrap my head around. <laughs> <laughs> or, I guess, wrap oh. my nose around. <laughs> it's a weird one so i will sh before i get into like how to work on this i'll share a little bit um i for a long time thought that being able to smell things that weren't there was just part of my like migraines mm -hmm. because that can happen you can um like how you get visual auras with the migraine sometimes you can get you smell things that aren't there so i just assumed that that was part of it. Um, but when I actually met with a neurologist, first I asked and they said, well, yeah, that, that could be what that is. Um, and then I started to describe it a little bit more and they said, well, the timing of it doesn't make any sense. Hmm. And are you smelling the same smells? Are you smelling different smells? Um, so then they left it as, you know, I guess it could be part of it, but it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because usually if I get anything else migraine related, it, it fits it. Like it all kind of comes right. together. It's not just one thing. Um, and it will happen. It happens quite so frequently. I think Graham gets tired of it sometimes. Cause he'll be <laughs> like, do you smell sourdough? Yeah. <laughs> no, just me. No sourdough. Well, lilies? Do we have lilies in the house? No? Okay. All the time. You're like a spiritual um. sommelier. <laughs> Picking up notes of plum. Ooh, we're getting sulfur. Might want to leave the building. <laughs> That's, I've smelled that several times. Mm -hmm. And one, I, I don't know what this, what, 
would be cause this smell, but it all I can think is cat litter. Huh. Dirty cat litter. Used cat litter. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. It's like that kind of like yeah. uriny, like ammonia kind of smell. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But with the that like the clayish the, the litter yeah, smell. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. Interesting. Um Yep. So maybe like I said, it's it can be helpful if other things kind of are paired with it. I so far it seems to be just the smell. So mm-hmm. um anyway, if if you feel like this is a sense that you would like to develop or work on, if you're like me. Um, what the first thing you can do is smell everything. Because again, this is like being able to hear things. You want to focus on it. So smell everything. The roses. If you're already a sommelier, you have way of a leg up on everybody else. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Or if you work in like the perfume industry. Oh, yeah. Totally. Um, which I, I was the fragrance manager for a little bit at Sephora. Oh, hey, well, that's probably the only why. fragrance person. <laughs> Perfect. I actually, that was super fun because I'd have people come in with like the little baggie. Mm -hmm. They'd be like, I lost the perfume, but you can smell it. What is this? Oh, wow. I want to buy it. (laughs) And you'll be like, And the name's like all rubbed off. Mm -hmm. Actually, I wasn't bad. Nice. I wasn't bad. For you. Um, Thanks. Clearly, I still use that. (laughs) But this time it's not (laughs) perfumes. It's sourdough. Yeah. Cat litter, perfect. Because why not? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, anyway, just smell everything and be really aware of the smells around mm-hmm. you. Kind of like with sound, just focus in on where you are and what you're smelling. And I think a good question to ask yourself is: Does does it match? Is what you're smelling what it should smell like? Mm-hmm. Um, you can also work on freeing your sense of smell. So oversalting your food can sometimes deaden your sense of taste. Yeah. Apparently. Yes, it can. Covering everything in perfume does the same thing to your sense of smell. So um, there's a little note here. It's not particularly good for you, especially if you have any chemical sensitivities, which intuitive psychic folks often do. Mm. Which is kind of a cool thing to know so if you're really sensitive and you're working on it you can do things like using unscented soaps unscented detergent like don't try to mask any any smells around you so that you can really pick up on true sense if that makes sense yeah true sense sense that makes sense Um, (laughs) (laughs) you can uh strengthen your sense of smell um by visualizing sights, sounds, tastes, and smells. And because that strength, I'm sorry, my brain is just kind of like going off to a different places. Okay. So this exercise <laughs> helps you strengthen your physical sense of smell to heighten your intuitive smell. Visualizing sights, sounds, tastes, and smells strengthens their related intuitive senses. So a couple of ways that you can do that is... One, you can look in magazines and cut out images of different objects with a scent, like pizza, oranges, lavender, garbage, <laughs> dumpster whatever, <fires. laughs> whatever might have a scent. Um, and uh, option two is just look up images on your phone or um, computer or whatever you use. 
Once you have some images ready, get into a calm, relaxed, meditative state. Take deep breaths and allow your conscious awareness to move inside yourself. Look at each object in turn and allow yourself to experience its smell. And that, again, is something that's pretty easy to do. Just just look at an item and a mat, like try to smell it. Yeah. Think of what it, it smells like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another one that you can do that works in a small group setting or with a partner is you can sit in a circle um, across from whoever and go into a meditative state with the intention of opening up and developing your sense of smell. So first you bring your conscious awareness inside yourself and settle your energy. Then allow your conscious awareness to extend out to the other person in the circle or to your partner and imagine yourself breathing in the energy around them. As you breathe in their energy, ask to receive smell impressions. <laughs> what? What do you that smell and really connect intimate. with? <laughs> yeah, so like if it's a small group mm-hmm. gathering, I hope you guys get along real well. <laughs> good friends if they do this with you. If you receive information in the form of taste, sounds, or images of colors, that's okay. If so, what does the color smell like? What does the taste smell like? Because taste and smell kind of, they're very connected. You know, sometimes you smell something, you're like, I can taste it. Oh, God, yeah. Um, so record your impressions from this and then withdraw your conscious awareness from their energy field and allow yourself a deep cleansing breath. Then move on to the next person in the cycle if they are still willing to do this with you. Um, and then share your impressions with the other people and see, you know, if you came to the same conclusions. Nice. Yeah. I like it. Smell out, smell out your dead. I'm really good at imitating a dog sniffing you. I sometimes do it to Gavin's ear and he freaks the fuck out. He <laughs> <laughs> always goes like, stop it! <laughs> I'll tell you, kids, the thing is, is not just sniffing in high frequency, but also doing that like, like when you like snuff it out, yeah, you- they're like clearing Clear it, out. they're like clearing their palate. Just- mm-hmm. You're welcome. Also, Maria is starting a new podcast of pure ASMR yep. sniffing. And I'm going into a random career as a voiceover artist that specializes in simply nose sniffing sounds. <laughs> that is my only claim to fame on my resume. <laughs> Hire her now. Can also pronounce Spanish words. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're going to have to do a tutorial. How do you roll your R's? Yikes. You know what? That's so funny you say that because it actually took me a few years to do that myself. Like, oh, I couldn't okay. I couldn't even do it well when I was little, that I actually had to practice it in, like, my teen years, and I didn't really get it until I was in college. Like, it was something – I don't know if it's because they took me away from the island when I was five um, or mm-hmm. what, but, uh, yeah, it took me a while to get my rolling R's back. Um, I was that – kid that just you know we moved to the states and i refused for a long time to speak to my family in spanish um and i regret those years for sure because i lost a lot of um i think vocabulary and pronunciation development 
Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, but still, you know, I, I, I think I'm pretty, pretty okay with Spanish for the most part. Um, so very related to Claire Alliance, we're going to talk about Claire G. And she is Claire Gustance. No, not a gust of wind, um, <laughs> which is like the first thing I always think of when I read this. But it is. Clear. I always think of gusto. Oh, which my dad used to always say, like she's eating with gusto. I don't know. Why. Well, I go to gust of wind, and then I go to breaking wind, and then I think of supernatural <laughs> farts, which then also loops back to Claire Alliance. Um, when you smell it, you taste. It. I swear that I must get like some sort of Claire Alliance. From time to time, either that or Gavin is a bold-faced liar because he'll be like, did you <laughs> fart? And he's like, no. And I'm like, it smells like somebody farted. And he's like, I didn't <laughs> fart. But I think half of the times he didn't remember that he farted. And then it's just hitting me now. <laughs> or it's someone visiting you just to drop a toot. I know. Hey. <laughs> Spirit's got to break wind too. Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Anyways, back to it. So Claire Gustance is clear tasting. So as we said, very, you know, aligned with Claire Alliance. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be being able to taste something that is not actually physically present in the 3D realm. Um, I think a great example of this that I feel like happens to a lot of people is when they get a sense of dread, they taste metal in their mouth Oh, for some reason. Yeah, that's like a thing. You know, even for huh. people who aren't regularly Claire Gustient, um, mm-hmm. they can like in in uh, certain situations where they feel that dread, they they just react and they taste metal, um, mm-hmm. or maybe something else. Maybe it's just some sort of foul taste. But anyways, this is one of the fewer known Claires, um, and it's not very common. I feel like probably less common than even Claire Alliance. I feel like even in ghost stories, you hear of, mm-hmm. oh, she always wore lavender perfume. And to this day right. at five o'clock p.m., you smell lavender randomly, you know, yep. even though it's it's rare for somebody to have that regularly. It still happens, I think, more often than uh, this like clear tasting. Right. However, you probably can recall at least one dream, which like you ate something and you actually like remember tasting it like you're having the sensation of tasting. And that is Claire Gustance. So if you are a chef or you have a professional spirit guide who helps you at work, um, they might send you taste to improve your cooking skills. Or again, if you're a sommelier, that kind of goes into Claire Alliance, uh-huh. or you'd also be really good at Claire Gustance. Um, so as with all Claire's, this can hap- to, uh, happen, excuse me, this can happen objectively or subjectively. Um, again, like, you're objectively tasting it or you're tasting it in your inner tongue. Oh God, that sounds dirty. Your inner tongue. I feel like like my inner eye, my inner nose, like it's your inner taste buds. I'll say taste buds. That's much more palatable. (laughs) And I think that difference would probably be like what objectively, like you, you taste it. And then subjectively, like is probably when you get a taste for something like, Oh, you know what? This sounds really good for dinner tonight. Mm, Like a craving kind of a, yeah. Interesting. But probably like a spike up from a craving. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, if you're a sommelier um, or, of course, chefs, bakers, food critics, or if you're a hobby foodie um, and you want to improve this ability because um, it'll really help you probably develop a better relationship with your spirit guides. If this is like if 
cooking and eating is your jam. This yeah. player is probably going to be your jam as well. <laughs> Another food pun. But um, boom. So one way to develop this is just again, this goes into just being aware, right, and zoning in on this sense. So being aware of what you eat. Um, as Laura mentioned, avoiding overly salty or overly sweet or even overly spicy foods because those three tastes can drown out or kind of mm-hmm. um, dull your taste buds. Yeah, so salt and sugar mask um, underlying flavors of food. I mean, it's funny because salt actually supposedly increases flavor, but if you expose your palate to it enough, it actually like you get less and less sensitive to different tastes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's like a rock band where all you can hear are like the drums because none of the other instruments are plugged in. You know, like one is right. o- overpowering the others. Yeah. So if you tend to eat a lot of sugary foods, add extra salt to your food after it's already been prepared with salt or add hot sauce to almost everything you eat. Um, you want to cut back on that. Mm-hmm. Um, so try eating a variety of flavors and textures you're going to allow your taste buds to experience just the plethora of different flavors so the more types of taste you experience the more information you're putting in like your mind data bank which right. is which gives spirit more to work with when sending you clairgustant information because um, honestly like if you've never tasted truffle you know it's like such a umami flavor but if you never yeah. had it in your life and like they for some reason are californian and they want to talk to you via white truffle oil <laughs> <laughs> but he's like damn she doesn't know what that tastes like so i can't use that i don't know horrible example <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine somebody's like really clear like claire gustin like oh wow the spirit has a lot of umami can't quite pin it (laughs) so anyways so yeah practice mindful eating as you eat your next meal observe how the tastes are interacting with your mind i always think of like remy from ratatouille when he like starts seeing like the you know as he's tasting things there's that visual representation of what those tastes look like so -hmm. just like How do you feel as you're tasting them? What are you thinking? Like, just live in the flavor. Um, Are you eating it quickly or slowly? Feel for the space within the taste. Like, go deeper within that space. Listen for the message and the wisdom that's available there. Um, You can receive interesting and useful information about the foods you're eating and how they relate to and interact and react with your body. So, just Allow your intuition to speak and follow what you receive. And yes, this may mean making changes to your diet, but it's probably for your like better good. But yeah, this yeah. can be a great, um, uh, I guess, um, what is it called? Side effect of practicing this is you might find that you're sensitive to certain foods, which a lot mm-hmm. of us are. And we're just not aware of. Um, so really tuning into maybe even how your body is feeling as you're ingesting those flavors and foods. Um, yeah, so that is Claire Gustance. Claire Gustance. 
I get that one. That's probably the one I get the least frequently, but it still happens. Where, but it, it usually kind of will pair sometimes. No, not always, actually. I'll like, I don't know if you've ever had that where it's like you feel like there's a taste in your mouth. Like, I may, am I, maybe I'm actually just explaining what it's like to have clear customs. <laughs> That's the thing. This is the one that I I don't think I've ever even remotely um, experienced because mm-hmm. I've, I mean, other than like, oh, this food has a weird aftertaste, but I mean, obviously it came from somewhere or yeah. like, oh, I can tell I have really bad coffee breath, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I haven't really experienced anything close to Claire Gustin's. It's, it reminds me of kind of those experiences where like after the fact, you're like aware of a taste in your mouth, except it pops up for, for like no good reason. Hmm. Sometimes I can pinpoint what it tastes like, and sometimes I can't. But interesting, yeah, not that frequently. Mm-hmm. Ooh, another thing to maybe notice. I'm just thinking now; it just popped into my head because this is what I would practice. Um, I used to want to be a wine judge. I was working <laughs> in the wine industry, and I got pretty pretty good. I was like an amateur, you know why no I, I guess you would say like I have a very sensitive mm-hmm. nose and um my actual like uh tongue palate was developing um but one of the things that my mentor told me was to pay attention to the different zones of your tongue because different zones in your oh, tongue yeah. taste different things like sweetness bitterness saltiness sourness um Mm -hmm. so maybe look up that uh study where those areas are and as you're experiencing these tastes think of like what part of your tongue you're even tasting them in and also i think feeling because this i'll get this with the taste sometimes is either a crunchy sensation Mm. or soft sensation is it something you chew is it something that you can kind of like Ooh, or is it warm is it cold Mm -hmm. yeah because I will get that sometimes with the taste. I'll kind of be like, that's weird. But then I have like this almost like intuitive sensation of like crunching down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Which is strange when there's nothing there. That is wild to me. <laughs> <laughs> the closest I've had to that is like, I'm like, oh, spicy. Oh, wait, that's a peppercorn from lunch earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that's just stuck like in my cheek. That one makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I almost got it. <laughs> um well then that takes us to our last claire claire cog oh my brain claire cog cognizance there you go there it is cognizance claire cognizance don't say it fast lord claire c claire c this bitch Clear knowing, Mm -hmm. being able to know something as fact that you didn't learn from an outside source when spirit presses truth upon us and we know it without effort. Yes. Like you said earlier, like, you know, the sky is blue. Yeah. Like, why would you argue with it? Mm -hmm. So this is the only Claire that does not have a corresponding physical sense, but is still fairly common. Um, If you sometimes just know that your grandma... Um, just passed or that you should not walk down that alley or this might be your main way of communicating. Or- <laughs> I thought you were going to say not walk down that aisle. <laughs> alley Run, or girlfriend. Aisle. Runaway bride. 
Oh my god. Get out my now. My brain's thinking Run. aisle like a grocery aisle. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I <laughs> No, I was thinking like a wedding, like girl, yep. don't walk down that aisle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that too. If you experience that, mm. <laughs> that might be your main way of communicating with spirit guides and or receiving messages from whomever. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sometimes hard to trust your own abilities with this one because there is nothing that happens prior to the information you're receiving. So people who might be a little bit more connected with this ability would be like philosophers, professors, doctors, scientists, spiritual leaders, and business people. But really, I think just about anyone. I think anyone who is um, cerebral in how they yeah. just like their, 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 the way that they use their logic is very cerebral. If you're a cerebral person, this is going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's at. Exactly. So if you want to develop your claircognizance, um, the first thing you can do is invite your spirit guides into your life. So why do we struggle with things alone when we don't have to? Your spirit guides want to communicate with you. They're there. Yeah. Um, which is actually an interesting topic that I think we can dive into a bit with a future guest that I think we still need to officially reach out to. Oh, Ariel. oh, just schedule. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I pinpointed it a little bit more with her. Oh, um, beans. Yeah. Anyway. Um, There are differences in different, like, spirit guides and guardian angels and things like that. But they're always there. They're always present. And they're there for you to communicate Mm -hmm. with. So when you do feel like you're alone, invite them in. Even if you don't want to develop this. It's, they're there for you. Um, But they can't just simply tap you on the shoulder or shoot you a text. Like, hey, bitch, I'm here for you. (laughs) Hey, bitch, it's Claire C. (laughs) So what you can do is sit down to meditate, have a little chat with your guides, and invite them into your life. Ask them to guide you as you develop your claircognizance and other intuitive gifts. And if you have no idea how to do this, no big deal. I'll break it down for you. So how to chat with your spirit guides. Start with a meditation. Focus on your breath, on your body, touching your comfy seat or however you're positioned, and clear your mind. Take some relaxing breaths. Then set the intention that you want to develop claircognizance. Next, invite your spirit guides in. In your mind, imagine your guides standing right in front of you. And it's no biggie if you can't imagine what they look like. They're not going to care. Um, Say whatever is on your heart. If you're stuck, say something like, I'm excited to get to know you. I'm open and ready to receive your guidance. Um, For my highest and best good, please guide me through developing my intuitive gifts. Trust me, your guides will be happy to fucking help you. Probably be there like, again, yes, bitch, I've been waiting. Um, And thank them. Thank them and commit to being open to receiving their guidance. So. That's one thing that you can do. 
Yeah. Um, to develop your clear cognizance. Another is a uh, visualization exercise. So to get the best out of this, combine both journaling and meditation. Um, and this combo will help you picture exactly what your life will be like with increased clear cognizance. So start by pulling out your journal and pen. Write about how your life will be when your clear cognizance is fine-tuned and increased. Describe a day in the life of your life where you know that you should do something and it has a positive impact on your life. For example, you know you need to stop by Starbucks on the way. I don't think anyone needs to stop by Starbucks on the way home. Speak for yourself. <laughs> Maybe you, yeah, okay. You need to stop at Starbucks on the way home and where you later run into your old boss who offers you your dream job in her new startup. Or you know you need to stop by Macy's on the way home and score a major unadvertised shoe sale. Nice. Whatever floats your boat. Uh, next, visualize how your inner knowing will make you feel and how that would impact your day-to-day -day life. Then set your journal aside and meditate on the day you just described. Visualize everything in detail. Put yourself in the moment and imagine how your body feels when you're experiencing a claircognizant moment. Meditate on the specifics of your day and increased claircognizance. So, training your brain. Love it. Um, and if you feel like you maybe already have this, what you can do is really recognize and embrace your abilities. Yeah. Um, which may seem obvious, but it's... I think you'd be surprised at how often it's overlooked. So, clear cognizance really relies on you denouncing your logical brain and understanding that inner knowing does exist. That doesn't mean abandoning logic, of course. Just be aware that sometimes your brain will try to come up with ways to logically explain what you know in your soul to be true. Right, like rationalizing. Yes. So the next time you feel like you're having a clear cognizant moment, go with it. Call your sister-in-law, see what's going on, veto your son's camp plans, toss out those leftovers, whatever it is that's coming to you. Learning to recognize and act on an intuitive message is a critical part of clear cognizance development. Um, and in the beginning stages of psychic development, it's normal for you to want to come up with a million other reasons why you knew to avoid that street on your drive to work. But the more you're able to follow your intuitive guidance, the stronger your inner knowing will become. Which kind of goes back to something that hasn't aired, but that we've talked about that, you know, feeling in your gut something mm -hmm. and questioning it and being able to... I don't know, either have that validated or um, find out for sure. Like, I know for me, I tend to almost always know when I'm being lied to. Like, big or little doesn't matter. Oh, that's I just a know. handy gift. It's a handy gift, but that did lead to a lot of, um, like, bad situations, like in relationships where – I would, you know, was already dating someone in a not so great situation, and I, I just knew that they were lying to me about something. So I'd ask them over and over and over again, and they would constantly, like, no, 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 that's not true, that's not true. And you know, in that situation, you start to really question yourself mm -hmm. and your own intuition, and yeah. then obviously 
down the line. You know, I was lucky enough to always find out that I was right. But then it was that kind of beating myself up for I knew it. I just didn't act on it because, uh, like I was just saying, you come up with logical reasons like, well, okay, they're telling me. Yeah. You know, that kind of a thing. That's, yeah, that's tough when you're in the context of like um, a relationship, somebody you're involved with. And I definitely understand what that feels like to like be gaslighted or Mm -hmm. I've definitely had things that I just know. Um, Mm -hmm. And then I, I just get into my own head and I'm like, well, maybe I'm too confident in thinking that I always know. You know, maybe I should give them the benefit of the doubt or, you know, maybe I'm just, um, you know, setting myself up to feel like I know and I'm wrong. It's it's really hard. Um, There's so many internal voices within you, let alone if also there's an external voice, somebody that's telling you otherwise. It can be really, really hard. I feel like also just as Mm -hmm. humans, just as a species that we try to keep the status quo yeah. in social interactions um so yeah so i think it's it's honestly each one of these clairs and each of their exercises that you can do to develop them really it's kind of they're different exercises and kind of meditation and mindfulness yeah. it's just knowing thyself is what you're practicing mm-hmm. and just really focusing on one sense or another pretty much. It's it's like when you're going to go to the gym, right? Like you want to work out your whole body, but you don't do the whole body. Well, I mean, some people do a whole body exercise, but for the most part, you're going to focus on different areas. And you're going to focus on it and you're going to feel it, what it feels like you have in your mind, what you want to look like mm-hmm. with some goal in mind. And that's essentially what you're doing with these six clairs is you're focusing on each one individually you're building those and muscles. imagining. Yeah. Pumping it up. <laughs> Bump some spirit. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just now imagining us making like a spoof video of, you know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger's yes. pumping iron, but instead of weights on the barbells, they're like these plush toys that look like ghosts. It's just like bumping spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. We could totally do it. We can do it. We can go out to Graham's gym and use Photoshop. There you go. Like a little old lady in one hand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, guys. We could do it. Those are the, what was that, six, right? Mm -hmm. So we went through the six Claire's. Um, Each of them are unique and different and one or two or three may speak more to you. Um, maybe you just want to focus on one or you can try to tackle all six and just kind of, you know, build a more well-rounded, clear sense. <laughs> I wish there was a yes. word of for like all of, a group of clairs. like all of the above. Yes. The clairs. Yeah. I guess it's just the clairs. The six clairs. Psychic abilities. Yeah. There you go. I'd say. Yeah. For sure. And it's funny because when we were going through clairsentience, um, I feel like I was maybe second guessing myself, but I think that also falls under the realm of if you feel like you're physically touched too. Because it's like mm-hmm. feeling. So it's kind of think I think both 
emoting as well as physical touching if you feel like hands on you or right there was actually when i was looking these up pretty much everywhere you see the six clairs and then randomly there'll be a website where there's like more than six but there's not quite enough to really back them all up Hmm. but i did a couple times see one that was like forget what they called it but it was like touch oh interesting specifically yeah yeah so i don't know that there's much on that yet but i'm sure like we all know that we all have five senses now we can kind of accept that there's six senses i'm sure even with the clairs probably fucking 12 or something (laughs) yeah exactly all right cool i mean man if you guys are practicing this or if you have one of these abilities oh my gosh please write in we would love to hear Mm -hmm. about the gifts that you guys have or if you try these exercises kind of what you experience um we love hearing from you guys so that would be really cool if you guys reach out that would be really cool you can do so on our website thenewwitches.com go to our contact page and we have a submission form there if you'd like to get in touch oh so Yeah. yeah That's our show, guys, gals, and thous. That's my gals for they, them, their. Thudes, yeah. thudes. Like dude, but with but for but for they them. No, yes, thudes, thudes. Let us know. Let, let us, us know. Let us know if you hate it. <laughs> you can call me trash. That's fine. I'll learn. I'll do better next time. <laughs> call you recycling. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, better trendier um <laughs> awesome guys well thank you so much for listening to the new witches i'm maria i'm laura and you can hang out with us on the social means at the new witches on instagram and twitter the new witches podcast on facebook um and you can also support us if you'd like to support the show you like what you hear and you want to get more um, you can sign up for a Patreon membership. That's patreon.com slash the new witches. Um, we'll give you special benefits as well as um, you'll get a reading with Laura, a private reading, um, and be added to our close friends list on uh, the Instagram stories too. So you'll get exclusive story content there as well. And we're also going to start introducing bonus episodes really soon. So you'll also get an yes. extra episode a month um as a patreon member ad free (laughs) they're all ad free (laughs) unedited oh yeah uncensored (laughs) um so yeah guys so again that's uh patreon.com slash the new witches um if you'd like to submit for our listeners episodes that happen every 13th of the month you still got some time for december but um, mm-hmm. you can do so again, um, on that contact page on our website, thenewwitches.com. And I think that's pretty much it. If there's any other housekeeping. Yeah. That's that it. Great. I think that's it. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah. Stay witchy. Keep it creepy. Bye. Bye. Bye.